Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It's Friday, January 20th. It is six minutes after 10 and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels and we're glad you're joining us today. You can watch on YouTube if you'd like. All you have to do is type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. Okay, so big news yesterday, right when we were getting off the air and it was in regards to Alec Baldwin. He's been charged with involuntary manslaughter and that's according to the district attorney. Gutierrez Reed is also being charged with involuntary manslaughter and just because it was an accident doesn't mean it's not a crime so the santa fe county sheriff's department spent the past year investigating how live rounds made it onto the movie set and uh, the armor and the assistant director were the only crew members believed to have handled the gun but we know that alec baldwin handled the gun as well wouldn't it be fascinating to know whether um, Alec Baldwin's attorneys tried to talk him out of doing that interview with George Stephanopoulos mm-hmm. because, and we said this at the time because that was late 2021, and I remember Mock and I sitting here and saying that is going to bite him in the ass mm-hmm. because one, now you've pigeonholed yourself on whatever your excuse is. And your excuse that he came up with is ludicrous that the gun, essentially, he was trying to say that he didn't fire the gun. Mm -hmm. A gun does not fire itself. And it was going to be so easy for ballistics and for people who are experts in that field. And it started immediately right from outside people saying this is ridiculous because of A, B and C. Well, obviously, the government is going to be able to prove that as well now you've pigeonholed yourself into a ridiculous excuse and your attorneys only have one way to defend you because you're on television you're telling to everyone right Mm -hmm. you only have one way to defend yourself now because you have already said this is what happened didn't he say that he only pulled the hammer but he didn't pull the trigger yes and And then the fbi did the research and they said no the trigger was pulled and and so i would love to know this is the intrigue of this to me is and and i i can't imagine that obviously he has very high profile high-priced attorneys they were not begging him Mm -hmm. to not do that interview but it really does show the narcissism of these people and here's what i equate it to uh and i i can't believe i would be able to say this but i can friend of the show chris hansen mm-hmm. he, we all remember him from the to catch a predator series he has a new series he has an app that he's on now a true blue or something is the name of it i don't know we pay an exorbitant amount of money to have it each month so my wife can watch whatever investigations he does and the videos are still the same after all these years of the, the guy comes into the house thinking he's going to meet a 15-year-old girl, and they think they can explain it away, when in reality, the best thing you could do is shut up. And I will watch these guys for 10, 15 minutes at a time, even after all these years of seeing how this ends, and these guys will still go, I, I know who you are. Oh, I know this show. 
and they st- you are you are dramatically limiting your defense attorney's ability mm-hmm. to protect you protect you because yeah. you are pigeonholing yourself and it is the same thing here with Alec Baldwin where I'm charismatic. Mm-hmm. I'm charming. People love me. I I'm can explain a- this away. I'm an A-list actor. Believe I, me. So Leo Terrell, we play mm-hmm. we play him from time to time on the show. He is a uh, an attorney who's on Fox News, and he said the exact same thing, which is that that a there is no way that that interview on ABC was not going to come back to haunt him. Well, you know, I sent some talking points to you, and I said uh, that one of the biggest mistakes Alex Baldwin made was go on a George Stephanopoulos program and said he didn't pull the trigger. That was a lie. FBI evidence, and I guarantee you that's going to come back to haunt him, Harris, and I'm not surprised. And the charge against the armorer, that makes sense, because they had an affirmative duty, an affirmative duty to inspect that gun. Their failure to inspect that gun is the reason why their conduct rise to a level beyond simple negligence, Harris. uh, Consult your legal professional for legal advice, Mm -hmm. but here's some unsolicited advice. Don't talk. (laughs) Stop talking. Don't go on TV, especially ABC, nationwide broadcast. I I am a... I'm not ashamed to admit this, though I probably should be ashamed to admit this. One of the things I've started doing is on YouTube, there are these um, DUI attorneys, Mm -hmm. and they will make videos of telling you what you should and should not do if you are pulled over for suspicion of DUI. And they said this, one of the things, the mistakes that people make are assuming that you can, by revealing anything, finagle your way out of the situation. And they talk about even like taking the... um, sobriety test the field sobriety test and they said something and it never dawned on me until um they pointed this out the police are always asking you if you will take it they're not telling you Mm -hmm. you have to take it but people assume because the police are asking you that you have to and you say you don't have to talk you don't have to do what they say now if they arrest you and you're under arrest then you have to do what they say but all you got to do basically is hand them your license and registration and then everything else is on them. And there's a good chance if they pulled you over, they're going to arrest you anyway. Okay, so. Same thing here. Stop talking. He shouldn't have done that television interview. And you asked the question, didn't his lawyer advise him against that? I read that his lawyer is actually an art dealer, someone who is a lawyer for dealing high-end art pieces. So maybe not. So it's not like a he it wasn't like he got in a criminal right. defense Maybe attorney. Maybe somebody who wasn't qualified to give him good advice in it, the area. It's also probably an example of a guy, and we've talked about this before, like with the narcissism of politicians, where this guy has always been able to weasel his way out of whatever situation he's been in, either through money, through looks, through fame, through whatever, and so he is probably thinking in this situation and i don't think anybody has said or is is operating from the standpoint that alec baldwin meant to hurt anybody i don't think anybody thinks that alec baldwin fired that weapon with the intention to hurt anybody mm-hmm. and so he's probably thinking to himself well there's i you know i know and it's obvious i didn't intend but that's not what the law is mm-hmm. and in this case you are dealing especially with a death of someone you are dealing with the letter of the law he said that he didn't think that he was going to be criminally charged in the shooting but the prosecutor was not swayed by his hollywood dazzle yeah, at all she was going straight for the facts when you are going on national TV, you, he was almost goading or daring that prosecutor to file charges against him because you're essentially big-timing mm-hmm. a law enforcement official. 
And that is the absolute big timing someone who has power over you, especially as it relates to your freedom, mm -hmm. is the worst thing you can do. I'm sure he'll plea bargain out of it. Or he'll try at least. He might want to get a different lawyer though. Well, <laughs> she probably should have a uh, a defense attorney, mm -hmm. someone skilled in criminal law advising you. Um, okay, so can we talk about when we come back some advice, a situation that Kevin is in? Because Kevin has tried to be a good friend, mm -hmm. and I have known <laughs> I know many people who have done this over the years. And in an attempt to be a good friend, he has really pigeonholed himself, and he is getting the raw end of a deal. Are and we talking about his supper club? Yes, we need to. <laughs> Kevin is the sweetest, most nicest guy, and I feel like he has really boxed himself into a situation, and we need to help him get out. Get out of this okay. situation. We'll do that coming up from ninety three WIBC. Good morning. The flowers in the vase Our house is a very, very fine house. Today. You ripped on me for Fogelberg, and you're okay with this. I didn't pick this one. This was Kevin's choice. 17 no. minutes after uh, wait, 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 wait. You're not doing that. <laughs> it's Kevin you, there, was, there was like light in your eyes as you were saying that. Like, Rob, you can't speak ill of the dead. I'm not speaking ill of the dead. I'm just wondering how yesterday... She acted as though she had been stabbed <laughs> With Dan in Vogelberg. the brain. Is Vogelberg alive or is he dead? No, he, is, he has passed away. So she spoke ill of the dead, too. Well, I'm not speaking ill. This is a <laughs> fine song. I'm just saying, I just why is this lighting up your world? And Dan Vogelberg, it was like... <laughs> Uh, like you had had a tooth extracted or something. Uh, probably, I know how to play this song on guitar. I don't know how to play the Dan Fogelberg oh. song. So this is, you know, it's got a special place. All right. Right there. What's trending? Okay. It's the Kendall and Casey show, by the way. All three stories have to do with food. Oh, and, which is perfect. And fast food joints. So Taco Bell, it's a Taco Bell story, Rob. <laughs> they have announced the return of the crispy chicken wings. Oh. This is going to be for a limited time at participating locations nationwide starting January 26th. These crispy chicken wings are coated in Mexican queso seasoning. Oh. And you get your choice of dipping sauces. Oh, wow. How exciting. Also trending, Pizza Hut. They're bringing back the big New Yorker pizza. And in doing that, they're going to try and break the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest pizza, a 14,000 square foot pizza. That will feed a lot of people. Do you, do you remember the original Big New Yorker when it came out? I don't know when that was. That seems like maybe late 90s or something like that. Square, because right? It was a, a gargantuan pizza, and I remember yeah. getting those. And so it is interesting, by the way, I, I don't know what's going on with the Brownsburg Pizza Hut. It has been closed for quite some time, like the roof caved in or oh. something. I don't know, but I really need, you need your the Brownsburg Pizza Hut. Back? Pizza Hut. Uh, and also, real quick before we get off Pizza Hut, uh, do they still do the buffets for those that are open? That was a real treat for me to be able to go get the Pizza Hut buffet. Yeah. But I don't know if that is still an active I thing. Did you I, I haven't been to Pizza Hut in a long time. Did you used to do that after Little League games? Kind of well, like Bad News Bears? Yeah. We used to, there were two things with the pizza. You had the book it where you could get the free pizza if you read the books in elementary school. Yeah. And, I think we did that. And too. then there yeah. was some sort of club or something where you could go after the Little League games. The cool thing about the pizza was they had the pitchers. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. And then as an adult, I ventured into the Long Island pitchers. So pitchers have been a, <laughs> always been a big part of my it was a smooth transition. dining and beveraging experience. The best part about Pizza Hut was that they always had the flat top Pac-Man video game. Oh, yes. Or Centipede. I bet, I bet my parents could have made a mortgage payment based on the amount of money <laughs> I put into the arcade game at the Brownsburg Pizza Hut, uh, both uh, Ninja Turtles and then Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. And the amount of quarters you had to put in to beat Shredder, the multiple Shredders and then Krang at the end of the Ninja Turtles arcade game, and I know they made it deliberately hard so kids would have to waste more money. Yeah. I would like to apologize for my parents. Too bad they can't find those quarters now to fix the roof. <laughs> Finally trending. Now, I have not heard of this restaurant, Swenson's. Swenson's? Swenson's. What is that? It's a fresh grilled burger, hand-spun milkshake, and crispy sides, and they're opening their first location in Indiana in Avon. How great. Where is this place from? I, I don't know. That's what I... I'm, I'm, it sounds like a Wisconsin place. Swenson's Drive-In will open in Avon in February. You know when they're the... They're hiring, by the way. They're looking for an entire staff. When the Cooper's Hawk Winery opened in Avon, they invited me to go to a testing and tasting, so I would speak fondly of them. And I think maybe Swanson's should invite us. No, this is Swenson's. Swenson's. Swanson's is the ice cream guy, isn't it? And they're from a- Akron, yeah, from Ohio. from Akron. And yeah. you've never heard of it? No. Wow. It's like, like a burgers, fries. Yeah. yeah. Everything goes to Avon. Right. Nothing goes to Brownsburg. You know why nothing goes to Brownsburg? Mm-hmm. Because the people who run our town are very into building warehouses and single family homes. It's true. They want you to go to another community and spend your hard earned money. I'm sure it's going to be on Rockville Road. Next, it's it's going to be next to Costco and Raising Cane's Chicken. In fingers. Brownsburg, here's how the conversation yeah. goes. Hey, honey, what would you like to do in Brownsburg tonight? I don't know. We could go stare at a warehouse. <laughs> it's very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> it's 22 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kennelly Casey on 93 WIBC, and he's a little sheepish about us talking about this. We have to, though. Okay. We have to. So, as I do every day, you know, I ask Kevin. Kevin is a young man in his 20s, mm-hmm. and I figured this weekend he'd be out on the prowl. He'd be, you mm-hmm. know, uh, hitting up some local beveraging establishments. Him uh, and his band. Che- yeah, maybe the band is there, right. checking out the ladies. And so I asked Kevin, I said, what are you, uh, what are you doing tonight? Mm-hmm. And he proceeded to tell me, because Kevin is from the South Side, yeah. that he is going all the way to Noblesville mm-hmm. to have Indian food. Yeah, I'm going with the, uh, well, I'm going with one of my friends to meet our other friend who lives up in Noblesville. And what time are and, you meeting, so scheduled to meet this person? Uh, 5.30. Mm-hmm. And I said, Kevin, <laughs> you are going to Noblesville, mm-hmm. which is Hamilton County, yeah. during rush hour? Mm-hmm. And it was as though, I've never actually seen all the blood drain from someone's face, <laughs> but Kevin may have been close because then it dawned on him how long it will take him to get from Greenwood mm-hmm. to Noblesville yeah. in rush hour. So, Kevin, you might as well just go now and I will produce the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I just didn't even think it through before. And yeah, my friends and I, we do this little, um, it's called a, we call it a club. You know, we try foreign cuisines. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, today we're going to an Indian restaurant. Restaurant, but there are plenty of Indian restaurants yes. all around the city. Like 10,000. There's a couple on the south side, too. Now you're f- so, yeah, you and your friend are both from the south side, and yeah. you're driving to the north side. Yeah, and so um, 
our friend who lives in Noblesville, he <laughs> he's has... He's thinking it through in his head about how much he got screwed. Well, he's, what he committed to. He's come down a few times to meet us uh-huh. in, uh, on the south side. Yeah. So, Does north side it, friend have kids? He's got a kid on the yeah. way, but he's married. Oh. Yeah, he's married and has a kid on yeah, the way. Yeah, he did you dirty, though, mm-hmm. because you are having to go... That's an out. That's a solid. If you left at three thirty, <laughs> no, and this is no joke. Coming from the south side to get up to Noblesville on a Friday, you're gonna have to leave at like three thirty, maybe four o'clock at best to get there at five thirty. So now you're an hour and a half in. You gotta be there for an hour. Then you got to drive all the way back. Mm-hmm. So now you're at least three and a half, maybe four hours into a thing in which women are not involved and there's no alcohol. Well, there might be some kind of Indian beer. <laughs> there might be alcohol is what yeah. I'm saying. Do you want to do you want to call it off because you've been invited to the luau? Oh, well that is true. You're having that luau and that kind of also made me think about it. And uh, I heard so, there I heard there's going to be a hog being roasted and all kinds of great So you drinks. have this thing you do at your house where you and your significant other and I guess your daughter is coming home mm-hmm. and you're what what are you doing? What is what is So so yesterday was my birthday, which by the way, I found out it's also Pete Buttigieg's birthday. Yeah, congratulations. He called the show. I know. And he didn't even mention it. I know. So, you know, we want to go to Hawaii, but that's just not going to happen. So we're bringing Hawaii to us. Oh. And we're just going to eat Hawaiian type food and drink Hawaiian type drinks and watch uh, Elvis's movie Blue Hawaii. How great Get would it be? That what, way. What, how great would it be if Kevin just, I don't know, maybe about, about 930 <laughs> in the evening, just randomly just mm-hmm. moseys on up to your door and mm-hmm. uh, says, hey, I'm here. I will bring the hog. Okay. And, uh, I'm sure you will. And some drinks. We we know that this is really just his excuse to try to meet my daughter. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of why I want him to show up, because right. I want to know how that goes. We want to know that Kevin, I think you're a phenomenal friend. I would not drive seven feet to do what you're doing, much less seven hours, which is what you're prepared to embark on. So you are a phenomenal friend. Thank you. Yeah, I try my best. <laughs> and Rob, what are you doing tonight? We've Ooh, shared our plans. Uh, it's on patrol live. Okay, there we go. So you'll be texting with Hammer. Uh, yes, and <laughs> I'll be finding out how Kevin's Indian uh, mm-hmm. dining and dancing went. I'll be finding out how your luau went. <laughs> um, I, okay, we've got voicemails I had my up. time, Casey. Yeah, yeah, I had my time. Okay, uh, Voicemails are on the way from 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. I'm it's time to hear from you at 317 684 8444. 1032 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Got a whole bunch of really good phone calls. Won't be able to get to all of them in this segment, but maybe later in the show. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we talked about yesterday was that I had approached on Wednesday, Kevin, and he looked so forlorn mm-hmm. as he pulled out a sandwich of some sort out of his his uh, his bag, and it looked like a guy who was on his last meal. And so <laughs> then it sparked a conversation about what you would want if, the, if it was your last meal. Like, right. you're, you're the death row inmate, you're <laughs> on your last meal. What would you order? Yeah. And we got quite a few phone calls about that. Okay, Rob. Last meal. Three foot long chili cheese dogs, 
anything close to some White Castle sliders oh. and a couple of bean burrito caprice. Wow. And then the next day, don't use the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Clean that up after you fry me. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> He's going to need a Tums in there. That's a whole lot of food, too. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, Okay, also, the moon. We are still on the moon. Uh, sure. so, we, so we had a lady who called the other day who was adamant, because Chelsea Handler said until very recently, even as a grown adult, she believed that the moon and the sun were the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so we had asked, how could she even if you never studied astronomy or anything, how could you not have known these two things are in the sky sometimes at the same time, one's going up, one's coming down. Mm -hmm. How could you not have known that? And then we started talking about how the moon rises in the east, Mm -hmm. sets in the west, just like the sun. And some lady called and was super offended, annoyed, it's not, you know, the incessant said, tax increases by the right. Indiana General Assembly. I mean, it's not, it's a, you know, Malik Muhammad, the mass mandates, that didn't annoy her enough to call. But the fact that we said the moon rises in the east and sets in the west, she called and gave us this long lecture. And then we got got flooded with people going, that lady is incorrect. And I'm kinder and gentler. That lady is, very, thank you, Casey, very incorrect. Yeah. And they sent us links to articles showing that indeed... The moon rises in the east and sets or goes down mm-hmm. in the west. And so people still, for some reason, continue to call about this. Rob Kendall, this is going to blow your mind. Sometimes you can see the moon during the day. <laughs> <laughs> He sounds like his mind was already blown. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so we've gotten quite a few people calling. I've said over the past several days, I'm trying a kinder, gentler mm-hmm. approach. Yeah. And there are people who have strong feelings either way. Yeah. Uh, one person who has a very strong opinion is one of our favorite listeners, Old Gert. Aww. We love Gert. Mm-hmm. She is a sassy old broad. Mm-hmm. And at some point, we're going to meet Gert because she seems like a high-quality person. Take a listen. Hey, Robin, Casey. This is Gert. Happy birthday to Casey. Many more at WIBC. We love you. However, I'm getting a little tired these last couple of days of hearing Rob chirping about a kinder, gentler Rob. We like you the way you were. Do your parents recognize the new you? No, I don't think so. Go back to just being Rob. Adios, amigos. She likes your angst. Yeah. I think we need to have Gert on the show to straighten you out sometime. Mm -hmm. I would like to know more about Gert. Kevin and I were talking about this during the break. I well, I would like to know the story of Gert because mm-hmm. I bet she's got some stories. Oh, you know she does. All yeah. I know is that apparently she makes a mean possum stew. 
Oh, David in the YouTube chat says Gert calls the Home and Garden show all the time. So maybe Denny and Pat can shed some light yeah. on this yeah. as well. She always calls in on that. Gert, if you're hearing us now, call. Tell us. We want to know. We, we need to know more about you. <laughs> we need to know your life story. Uh, okay. One more call on this. Mike, uh, also longtime listener, Mike from the North. Happy birthday, Casey. Hey, this is Mike from the North. I'm really worried about Rob and this kinder, gentler... <laughs> Whatever's going on there, I'm afraid he's headed to a show like The View. Or oh no! Maybe want to leave WIBC for MSNBC, or man, I don't want to see him end up moving to California. This headed towards that crazy wokeness. Rob, come back to us, brother. We need that man with a backbone and a set of cojones. We need you out there saying the right things with enough guts mm-hmm. to put a boost in it. Thank you, brother. Know you will. Enjoy the show. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Except for when you're kinder and gentler. <laughs> People like you fighting for them, Rob. Casey, I know mm-hmm. we normally do voicemails this entire segment, but I did want to wrap up before we get to Hammer. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question. Yeah. And I don't know when else to fit it in, so I'm just going to fit it in here. Okay. And this is actually a serious question. We have a lot of fun on our voicemails. Okay. I saw someone, and I don't remember who it was, some member of the local media who posted that they had interviewed Joe Hogsett. And I don't know. I think it was a television station. I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. But it, and I posed the question today on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. Early this morning you did. Well, because this is when I saw that this person had interviewed Joe Hogsett for whatever. And it's like this interview where they're sitting across from each other, looking very Mm -hmm. intensely at each other. How is it possible that two and a half years after the downtown area was destroyed... And people died, including a great human being like Chris Beatty, that no one in the Indianapolis media mm-hmm. has ever asked Joe Hogsett where he was during the riots. Where he was. And somebody commented and said, well, you know people in the media. In fact, some would say you are the media. Why don't you ask? Here's how that would work if I got within seven feet, seven miles of Joe Hogsett. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the word shoot on sight order. Yeah. There's no way he's not going to do an interview with Rob Kendall. It's the same reason I'll never get to ask Eric Holcomb about Malik Muhammad yeah. or trying to put you in jail for not wearing a mask or saying he trusted the, the science that has now been proven completely wrong. Because I tried to do that. I tried to walk the questions over. And it would not serve Hoosiers well. That's the response I got. Yeah. They would not let me get anywhere near Joe Hogshead to answer that question. So it's really easy to go, well, why don't you just ask him? Mm-hmm. How would I do that without ending up in a correctional facility of yeah. some sort? Uh, doesn't Hammer's dad know him or somebody know him? They ran into him at a parade. Oh, okay. They're not in the... Mi- this is the question, though. Why has... And we asked this question even here. If you have an opportunity to interview Joe Hogsett, mm-hmm. even if it's one question, mm-hmm. hey, you're going to get a press availability with the mayor, which happens. Why do these people not ask, where were you during the first night of the riots when the city was destroyed? Because we know Joe Hogsett did not give the order to allow those lunatics to take over the circle 
It was not Joe Hogsett. No one to this day knows where Joe Hogsett was. And how is it possible? <laughs> Does Joe Hogsett know where well, Joe Well, great was? point. Does he remember? Yeah. How is that possible that two and a half years later, no one, mm-hmm. not one person, has asked Joe Hogsett, where were you during the riots and why was it your lackeys who were given the orders? I just, it, it just, it blows my mind and I hope that if indeed Abdul runs for mayor, mm-hmm. he will have the courage in a very public setting to look at Joe Hogsett, a debate stage, yeah. a, a public forum, mm-hmm. whatever, and I hope he'll make it a crux of his campaign. Where were you during the riots? Will there be a televised debate for that race? I hope there'll be everything because we don't know, and it's a total indictment of the media in the city, of people who have access to Joe Hogsett have never bothered to answer that, to ask that question. It's the same, it's, it, it's the same disgrace that these people who have access to Holcomb never once ask, why don't you ask about why you had a VIP meet and greet mm-hmm. with Malik Muhammad? Mm-hmm. What do you people do? How could that, those not be amongst the first questions you are asking these people? Where was the mayor when you gave up downtown? Mm-hmm. Sorry, that didn't have anything to do with voicemails, but I just, I wanted to get that off my chest because that's been really bothering me this morning. That another person I saw interviewing Joe Hogg said what appeared to be in his office. Mm-hmm. They're face to face. They're as close as you and I are. So clearly you got more than one question. He's running for reelection. The safety of the city or lack thereof mm-hmm. clearly is a campaign issue. Hey, how about those riots? Right. And where were you? I know that you're friends with Phil Sanchez. And maybe put pressure on him. Everyone, everyone, Dan Spieler, Phil Sanchez, Abdul Hakim Shabazz, Mm because he's still technically a member of the media. Everyone should be asking Mm -hmm. this question. And I don't understand why no one does who has access to the mayor. Where were you during the riots? It's so simple. It's Kendall and Casey. We know where he was during the riots. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Hammer's going to join us next. Good morning. It is 1048. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Way to bring the energy there, guys. What the hell is this? I don't know. It's a little tribute. A little tribute to? uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. All right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I was never a big Crosby guy, like a Crosby, Stills, or Nash guy. So I will allow the the tribute music. So Hammer came into the studio today reeking Mm -hmm. of booze, which that's not that unusual. But he was reeking of booze and said, hey, do you want to role play? So I have no idea where this is going, but the floor is yours. This is not some sort of late birthday gift for Casey. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, did you show her yourself naked yesterday? No. No, I'll have to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I heard you guys talking about Boss Hogsett and the question of why doesn't anybody ask this guy where he was at for the riots? Yeah. We have been talking about this forever. And you're right. There are so many reporters in this city that they're just so thirsty for access to this loser, they don't want to ask the question. So here's what we're going to do. This is how it should go down. Rob, you will play the role of yourself. Yes. I will play the role of Joe Hogsett. Okay. Let's act like you finally got the interview that you want. That Diamond Joe, Boss Hogsett, has stumbled in here. He's sitting down, having a conversation with you. What should this conversation be like? I'm Joe Hogsett. Start the interview. I would like to point out before we begin, you have a bottle of something there in your hand. What is that? Uh... Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting into character. Uh, Okay, so it is... 
very clear from the audio tapes that you were not in command the first night of the riots in the city of Indianapolis. So why was that? Where were you? Rob, I was at home. I was observing people protesting peacefully. And let the record clearly state that I was 100% not drunk. And... I can't stress this enough. I was 100% not sloppy drunk or in rehab or peeing my pants. And there was no way those rumors are true that I wanted to come downtown in an inebriated state. And my weasel assistants told me that would be super embarrassing. So let's put all those rumors to rest. Um... <laughs> he opens up the bottle. Isn't that just such an indictment on our media, though? That nobody, I mean, everybody knows the allegations, right? Right. And you would think that something of that magnitude, you would say, I mean, what a story if you got the story, right? Where's the verified Channel exactly. 13 at? They come at me for true stories, which I'm still waiting my apology from old two L's over there. <laughs> but the mayor of a major city, mm-hmm. a city that has hosted a Super Bowl, that hosts the Final Four on the regular, that has convention after convention come to it, no one knew where the mayor was at for two nights. Mm-hmm. And the rumors are out there. And again, these are just rumors. Let me just say that. But there were rumors that he was possibly intoxicated or somewhere trying to sober up. There were rumors spread by Democrats in Marion County. Let me just say this. Democrats have told me he tried to come downtown after night number one. He was like Shooter and Hoosiers. Bingo. (laughs) And his staff was like, oh, my God, no, you're not going to do that. So that's why they put out a tweet at like one or two o'clock in the morning. That's all we got. Now, if all of those things are untrue, wouldn't you be standing on top of a mountain yelling, what? Where did you hear this? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you be doing interview after interview addressing this? To refute it. But nobody, all the little butt sniffers in the city that act like they want to be political (laughs) reporters, none of them have enough hair on their peaches to ask this guy where you were at. Could you imagine if Philadelphia or even Chicago media acted this way? Like, let's be honest, Chicago's a very liberal town and Lori Lightfoot is a total loser. But at least the media in that city Mm -hmm. would be like, wait a minute. Where is our mayor at while windows are being broken up and down Rush Street? Yeah, she was cheerleading for it, but at least she was somewhere. At least we knew where she was. And it's the same way with sports, too, right? Where our media refuses to hold our local sports teams or sports owners or whatever accountable. And I don't understand. Like, they feel, is it they feel, well... If I am remotely honest about what's going on or I dig on what's going on or I tell the truth about what's going on, they won't talk to me anymore. And them not talking to me anymore is more important than me telling the public what's going on. Correct. There's a lot of that to it. We've set 
the precedent here in Indianapolis that having access to people and almost wanting to be somewhat buddy-buddy with these people is more important than the story. And look at the tweet yesterday from the sports writer of the Indy Star. He's upset that he's losing followers. And he tweets this. He's upset that he's losing followers because people didn't like the story that he wrote about Tony Dungy and some other things. Well, okay, that's fine. Um, How about you guys just focus on what's happening with the Colts? Your political bullcrap has interfered with covering the team. And I'm not somebody that normally says, just stick to sports. That's not who I am. But you don't get to complain when your woke liberal bullcrap costs you viewers, or in this case, readers. You don't get to do that. Yeah, and to bring it back full circle, this is one of the problems is, and why the Republicans in this state are so bad, is because they know that people look at the only other alternative, let's face it, libertarians have not yet proven they're viable, certainly with statewide candidates. And they say, well, yeah, this is terrible, but I sure can't have this. So I guess I'll tolerate the terrible. And then the Republicans know, well, no matter what I do, you're going to vote for me anyway. Mm -hmm. So they don't represent you Mm -hmm. and they represent the special interest because even representing the special interest, it's still better than the radical leftism. Well, they're not getting punished by the voters ever. Exactly. Bringing it back to the media, though, like what happened in Baltimore the other day where the CEO of the Orioles calls a press conference at Camden Yards where the Orioles play. It's only like the second time in four years he's spoken to the press. A reporter asks him a question like there's rumors you're going to sell the team. And this guy melts down. Because it's supposed to be about scholarships and MLK Mm -hmm. that day. Mm -hmm. Well, you're the CEO of the Orioles. You called the press conference at Camden Yards. There might be a question about the Orioles coming up. Props to the Baltimore media. Do you think something like that would ever happen in this city? Would anybody ever push back against Ursay or Ballard like that? Not named Dan Dockich? What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, This afternoon, Beer Sample Friday. We got Abdul coming on with us. The crazy coupon lady. Dr. Laura Wilson and a lot more. All right, pass the bottle. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.